0: It's Monday, October 4th, 2021, if you forgot what year it is. I once again was trying to get going on the podcast and was dealing with god-awful sound through my mic. Didn't spend any time screwing around with it this time. I just quit out of Logic Pro, restarted the MacBook, tried again, everything was fine. The, this is the kind of thing that the software manuals never explain. I don't think anybody can explain it to me. If you can, feel free to try. And I don't know why this started happening. In any case, I've been keeping my head down and working hard over the past week. Every once in a while, I'll pop my head up and and uh, take a look at Twitter, which is just a uh, it's an absolute cesspool, but I think provides a a fairly accurate uh, glimpse or snapshot of, if nothing else, at least sociopolitical discourse in our country. I don't want to think it represents humanity, because I think when we are forced to actually interact with each other, we're not quite as crazy. But... Uh, it's depressing nonetheless, but often also quite funny, as was the case when I saw a retweet of a tweet by a Jesuit priest, Father Thomas Reese, who tweeted an article not written by him, but by somebody else, explaining why our preferred pronoun for God should be they. Ah, eh, what the heck, I'll give it a shot. And, you know, it's not, I don't think, anything that any serious theologian would argue that that uh, God is pure spirit and in that sense is neither male or female in the sense that we think of it biologically. And as far as gender goes, I suppose he would either encompass both genders or neither. So that part of it is not controversial. Uh, But it's the typical, we got to watch out for uh, non-binary folks. Did you ever notice, because I sure have, for years I've noticed this, and there's something about it and I can't quite put my finger on it. Or maybe I'm just overthinking it. But there is a tendency of people on the left, I know some of these people, who use the term folks a lot when they're talking about their their little pet political issues or their social issues, folks. And I think the reason why this is one theory is that they know that what they're proposing is so completely out of the norm, so completely out of the mainstream that they try to kind of give it a little down home, down to earth flavor by instead of saying people, saying folks. They would never, in normal discourse, and they don't, in normal discourse, ever use the term folks. But folks sounds folksy, doesn't it? Non-binary folks. They're just folks down on the farm. They're just hard-working folks down at the factory, aren't they? Those non-binaries. I mean, it's embarrassing for everyone. Including, I would imagine, a non-binary folk. Mm. I'm enjoying this wonderful... Sencha. I'm, uh, I have not been drinking coffee lately. I was having a lot of anxiety issues, so I cut out the coffee, but cutting out caffeine completely wasn't really an option. So, and I drink a decent amount of tea anyway. I'm a little bit of a coffee snob. I'm a heck of a tea snob. This Japanese Sencha, it's organic. It's fantastic, though even though it is organic. I love a good sentia. So the the Jesuits were, for many years, and I think justifiably considered, um, essentially the premier intellectual religious order in the Catholic Church. I think the Dominicans would disagree with that, and certainly there's no contest today. And the Dominicans have that, If you have a theological question, you can guarantee that asking a Dominican will get you the correct answer, and asking a Jesuit will get you not even the wrong answer, just a bunch of gibberish that barely even makes sense. And it's a shame. But that seems to be the state of the Jesuits, at least today in America. Hopefully not the rest of the world. But the, the, the Jesuits in America seem determined to treat their religious order as a sort of clearinghouse for every crackpot mainstream idea about politics and, and social issues that comes along. It's a shame. They used to be intellectually rigorous. Now they are intellectually limp. But the disappointing thing about that is there's, you know, probably an interesting argument to be had, not necessarily theologically. I mean, who are you trying to convince that God should be called they? Because anybody who, who is already a Christian says, well, that's funny because all through the Bible we're told to call God he. It's our Father who art in heaven, not our non-binary uh i don't even know what you'd call him non-binary parental figure or something anyway so uh, that's all very boring what's interesting is there's a, there there it, you know it gets lost in all this crazy talk and arguing about gender that if you could get beyond and i don't know if it's possible but if you could get beyond the crazy kind of postmodern um theories about gender that predominate and actually talk about it from a scientific or a social science point of view and actually have interesting debates about it there is you know clearly there is a a difference um between biological sex and gender and those things are related but it's hard to have a, a a rational conversation about it when you know, you, you're you running around insisting that doctors assign gender at birth as though it's just, it's a mystery. The baby was born. I don't, I'm going to say girl. I don't know. Who knows? Nobody can tell. But we got to assign a gender. Girl. Nah, wait, boy, boy. What are you basing it on? <laughs> don't know. It's crazy, right? When, 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 you're, when you go down that alley, there's not going to be any uh, Any intellectually stimulating conversation is there, but uh, the the question of gender and to what degree it it uh, it is linked to biological sex, uh, sex and and to what degree it's not is pretty interesting or could be anyway I think. Um, and I thought about that because another thing I saw on Twitter was Playboy magazine has a dude on its cover. A gay dude, I'm presuming, since he talks about how it's a victory for LGBT people. Don't know how it's a victory, but I guess you take what you can get. Um, it's Now, if you're like me, your first thought is, well, I thought Playboy magazine died years ago. And I think that's the whole point. And that's the whole point of any kind of, anytime you see corporate wokeism, that's the point. It's all about selling things. And really, the thing that ultimately bothers me about this, most of it's funny, but the thing that really bothers me about it is that most people, gay people, trans people, and I have found out over the past few years that we've got a a surprising number of of trans fans. Uh, The band does, Screeching Weasel. And I have talked to some of them. And I find, overwhelmingly, almost without exception, that they are not, and I'm not talking just about trans people, but gay people as well, they're not activists, and they don't have the activist mindset. They're not out there on Twitter acting like complete, unhinged lunatics. They're pretty reasonable, for the most part. And, as is the case with all of us, they pretty much just want to be left alone to live their lives. Which I think is a is a more than fair uh, uh, goal. It's the activists, it's the people who make it all political that ruin everything. You know, Harlan Ellison used to say, the, the great writer, used to say, amateurs ruin everything, which is very funny and to some degree it's true. Uh, but I would I would I would say really. If you want to look at what ruins everything, it's politics. But if you actually speak to people and ask the right questions, you'll find out that people are actually pretty interesting. And uh, you can learn something by uh, asking the right questions and then listening to the answers. But we don't do that so much anymore, it seems. To shame. We're missing out. I think this is the part where I'm supposed to really underline and bold, maybe italicize, 60-point font. I don't have anything, just so you know. I don't have anything against trans people or gay people, but I don't play that game anymore. I did, once upon a time. Um, but the great thing about having, having been canceled and having been attacked so so much for being allegedly anti-gay, anti-trans, racist, I have no idea where any of it comes from. Uh, well, it's made up is where it comes from. But, uh, but after a while, you just say, you brush it off. It's ridiculous. Um, I don't... I make a pretty decent living. I do okay. And I've been afforded the luxury of being able to completely exclude from any consideration whatsoever a certain group of people. But I'm smart enough to know that I can only exclude one, right? If I start excluding more than one group of people, then I'm going to end up potentially without fans, or that's going to damage my my income stream. So I chose from pretty much day one that the group of people I was going to choose to exclude were the humorless twats, the kind of people who do get so obsessed about politics and everybody except them as a racist and a sexist and a homophobe and blah, 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 blah. And the reason I chose to do that is because it took me a while to figure it out. probably took me a good, you know, seven or eight years after I started a band before the penny finally dropped. And I said, these fucking people aren't spending money on me anyway. They're not buying merchandise. They're not buying tickets to the show. These, these the, the scenesters who sit around and complain about everything, I can afford to cut them loose because they're not bringing in any money. They don't spend money, but I can't afford to cut any other group out. So to my mind, everybody's welcome. And if somebody in some group takes offense at something that I say, and says, ah, I'm not going to support the band anymore. Well, there's nothing I can do about that. I mean, I, I guess there is, but I'm not going to bother but in terms, of, in terms of a group, I think we would all do well to exclude the scenesters, the people who, who have known from day one that if you position yourself as a, as a sort of uh, arbiter of, of um, musical correctness, that you can essentially dictate what a band does or doesn't do and uh and i've been on the other side of that equation too uh probably not completely um i probably wasn't completely aware of what i was doing but i was largely aware of what i was doing it's always it was about power and it's always about power and the only way to win that game is to not play it then they don't have any power what are you going to do cancel me again I've been canceled so many times, I've lost count. I wish more bands had that attitude, but everybody gets scared and plays the game. Oh, well. Play the game, you get what you deserve. And if you think that it's going to keep you from getting canceled, good luck. Eventually, everybody gets canceled. And that'll be a nice day, won't it? Because then everybody will be canceled, and everybody will be on the outside, and it'll be wonderful for about 5-10 minutes. Then we'll start canceling people on the outside again, and we'll go through the whole process again. As always, it's been a pleasure to spend time with you. I will do my best to do the podcast weekly. I don't know if I will or not. Sometimes I get busy. But until next time, which will hopefully be next Monday, please remember I love you all very much. So long.